believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but the world should be saved through him. Go to the 36th verse. He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son of God shall not have life, but the wrath of God abides on him. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It's a fearful thing. That's why preachers are commanded to do it. Missionaries are commanded to do it. You have to know God is good, but there's a penalty for your sins. He can't let you into the kingdom of heaven with sin on you because sin spreads. If I put a drop of urine in a bottle of water and gave it to you, would you drink it? No, and neither will God. You come into the kingdom of heaven with sin, you're going to be thrown out and cast into the fire because you haven't dealt with it under the blood of Jesus Christ. Here's the second temptation. Then the devil took him into the holy city and he had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if or since you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Now the devil's getting a bigger strategy. He's going to quote scripture. It is written, says the devil. He takes it totally out of context. What he's saying, taking it out of context, is, is Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12. And here's what he says. He will give his angels charge over you concerning you, and therefore concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. Satan is now twisting Scripture. So now you better, Christian, you better know the Word of God. Now he's twisting it. Jesus recognized it right away. He did it to Eve, and she fell. He's going to do it to you, and you, you can fall unless you say it is written and use the Scripture in context. Jesus said, on the other hand, what did he grab again? His shield of faith didn't he? He grabbed his shield. On the other hand, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And he's quoting Deuteronomy 6.16. And then he quotes that word there, and that's what he did. He quoted the word, and here it is. The same. Shield of faith, sword of the Spirit. And that's what's going to take down the enemy. You do that enough, and when you say be gone, he, just like Jesus said, and the third temptation, be God, Satan. And he left. I want to go up before we move on. It says up there in, that, in verse, in the verse uh, 5, the holy city. I don't want to pass that up. It really doesn't, it does fit into this, but I'm going to tell you why it fits into this. The holy city, as you well know, is Jerusalem, right? You know why there's war in Jerusalem? God chose it. The devil wants it. War. Here's a parallel here. You did not choose me, but I chose you and have appointed you to preach the gospel. God chose you. Satan wants you. And there has got to be war going on in you. God chose you. Satan wants you. There's war. Galatians 5.17 says, the and I'll paraphrase it, the flesh 
wars against your spirit, and the spirit wars against the flesh, so you don't do what you want to do, because man's heart is deceitful and desperately wicked, says Jeremiah. And so says Paul, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Here's the third temptation. No longer, the first temptation he command, the devil wants to say and command these stones to be turned to bread. The second temptation is take yourself, you know, to throw yourself down off this pinnacle of the temple. Pinnacle means the highest point, by the way. Uh, Matthew 8 through 9. Again, the devil took him up on the, an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he, the devil, said to him, Jesus, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. You think Jesus is going to fall down and worship that beast? First of all, Jesus told us in John 8, 44, that the devil was a murderer from the beginning and the father of all lies. You think Jesus is going to believe? What if Jesus did do that? Do you think that guy would let him? Would <laughs> you think he would give him those kingdoms? No, he's a lie. Jesus knows that. Jesus knows that he's the rightful heir of the earth. He knows it. He put a down. He's uh, he was on earth putting a down payment on the possession of the kingdom. A high mountain. We don't know what mountain it is. Could have been Mount Hermon in the area. It's ninety-two hundred feet above sea level. He could have took him to, to uh, Mount Sinai, which is 7,400 feet. He could have took him to Mount Everest, for all we know, 29,028 feet above sea level. We don't know. Because he all the kingdoms of... But he lied. And Jesus knows it. Jesus, no, notice here that Jesus doesn't agree. He, he does not disagree that the devil at this time, has possession of the earth. The devil has possession because Jesus didn't make the down payment yet. It's going to come very shortly. The devil is called the prince of the air. He's called the prince in the Bible three times, but Jesus is called the king. And as you all know, the king reigns over the prince. Ask the shield of Sheriff of Nottingham. He got thrown out in the end, didn't he? Jesus redeemed the world at the cross from Satan's authority. And he's worthy to be praised, for he has redeemed us. Ephesians 1.13 You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of the inheritance until the redemption, until the redemption of the purchased possession. Jesus is going to make the down payment. Someday he's coming back to take possession. Satan, in other words, has just been, he will be evicted from this world. So Jesus says in verse 10 and 11, then Jesus said to Satan, Be gone, Satan. Or you could say, I rebuke you in other versions. Be gone, Satan, for it is written, and he's quoting Deuteronomy 6.13, For it is written, you should not worship the Lord. You should worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. Jesus fought the devil 
with the shield and the sword. But don't neglect the other equipment. The helmet protects your mind, your head. The breastplate of righteousness protects your heart and your vital organs. The belt of truth is so important to have. Pilate looked at Jesus and he, Jesus said that he's the truth. He said, what is truth? The truth was standing right before him. He didn't even recognize him. We recognize him. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through him. So, Christian, when you leave here today and the devil tempts you, shield of faith. It is written. And then you grab the sword and skillfully use it with the appropriate scripture that will take him down. Not out of context, because he knows it. He'll, fi he'll find out if it's out of context. That way you have to know the word of God. So I suggest that you take the Bible off your shelf with all the dust on it, blow it off, wipe it down, and instead of showing it as a, as a piece of decoration in your house, read it. Be gone, Satan. Satan fails. Jesus wins. Satan tempts him with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. And don't be surprised that he's going to use that on you. The lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. The devils leave and the angels minister to him. You know, remember at the cross, Jesus said, I could call 10,000 or, a thousand, you know, what is it, six legions of angels? Here, he, he must have called them because here they are helping him out and ministering to him. Satan is rebuked three times. And you must apply what you just learned today to your life or it isn't going to work. I want to show you a passage. You know that the devil is only mentioned about 15 times in the Old Testament. He's mentioned about 13 of those times or 12 or 13 of those times in the book of Job only. We know, according to First Chronicles, uh, David was told to number Israel because Satan told him to number Israel. And God said not to number Israel. And David paid a heavy price for that. And in Zechariah chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, he sh here's, the, here's the verse. He showed me Joshua. This is not the Joshua that conquered the land. Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to be his adversary. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, O Satan, the Lord that has chose Jerusalem. <laughs> In Zechariah, we see the Lord is rebuking the devil. And you, you know what? We see the Lord right now rebuking the devil. And he's given you to tread. He's given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. And then he says, and be, be courageous that nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. You know what that means? Nothing. The devil don't have authority over you. You have authority over him. As Matt preached while he was worshiping, I always say the devil was defeated at the cross. The handwriting against us was snuffed out. And at the cross, when Jesus smashed his head, you know, like at, you know, in the garden, the seed of the woman will crush Satan's skull and Satan will only bruise his heel. When Jesus died on the cross, he crushed Satan's skull and shattered his teeth. And if he had any claws, I think they were, were, were rolled out, pulled out at that point. 
because he's clawless. He can't even grip unless you give him ammunition to do it. And if you abide by what the Lord's model here, shield of faith, sword of the spirit, he isn't going to have a chance to do it as long as you have your other armor on. The helmet of salvation, the plush plate of righteousness, the belt of truth, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And that's what we need to do today. When we leave this place, you know, take the gospel with you. Change the climate in this world. Jesus said, don't hide your light under a bushel. Let everybody know you're a Christian. If you don't have a, a mouth that does it, I'm not like that. I can't. I usually don't go up to people and do that. But you can wear a T-shirt or a hat that says Jesus loves you or whatever. One guy that comes to this church and he's away, you know, he had a T-shirt, man, that says, got Jesus? He said he get more, more reaction out of that than any shirt he ever wore. All it says is, God, Jesus. And he gets an opportunity to tell them. So just take the gospel with you as you go. And next week, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 4, verse um, 12 and onward. So I'd like to invite anybody up to the altar that needs to find Jesus. This altar is always open. If you want to renew your commitment to the Lord, I'll be up here right now, and uh, thank you. God bless, and I love you all. In Jesus' name, amen. The altar's open.